In my community, I see so many kids who have so much potential. Kids are brilliant and I just see a lot of potential put to waste, I think, a lot of the times where adults might not necessarily realize how smart kids are and how compassionate and awesome kids are. And I just want to see more and more kids get robots because I think every kid, no matter what degree they plan on pursuing or what career path is for them, robotics can be used by everyone. This is the SolidWorks Born to Design podcast, a collection of inspiring stories about those who create, build, invent, and engineer new ideas into actual new products. And by the way, they all use SolidWorks. I'm your host, Cliff Menling, and this episode of the Born to Design podcast is titled, How an 18-Year-Old is Ushering in the Next Generation of Creators. Today, I'm talking with Daniel Boyer, who's an entrepreneur focused on teaching America's youth about STEM by giving them their own robotics kit that they could start with. And did I mention she's only 18 years old? Danielle is an amazing and inspiring mentor who started her own business called Every Kid Gets a Robot, or Etgar. So let's jump right in to my interview with Danielle to learn more. I published five books, so each one is for science, technology, engineering, art, and math. And they're coloring books. So they're coloring books for two different reasons. One of the reasons is... This is an awesome idea, by the way. Oh, thank you, yeah. thank you. Uh, so they don't have any words or numbers. So my students, I'm a FIRST Robotics competition mentor, and my students travel all the time during the summer. Um, almost all of my students are Indian, and they just will leave during the summer for months. Right. And it's perfect time to do outreach because you're not competing, and I'm always disappointed because I'm like, we could do so many things. And so I was like, why not give them curriculum to take with them? I haven't found anything that I really like yet, especially for K through two. So I was like, why don't I make a curriculum just for them to take with them? But the thing is, I don't know Hindi. <laughs> and my kids are too busy to, you know, translate everything. So I was like, well, why don't I just write something without words? Because then I can send it to the kids uh, that I work with in Haiti or the kids in Africa that uh, some of my students will go to see and stuff like that. So it, they started out with no words. And then I had a contact in Japan who was like, hey, can you also take out the numbers? got to be kidding me. <laughs> yeah, aren't those universal? Yeah. I, yeah, and I was like, man, I already drew quite a few, and they take three to six hours each to draw an Adobe Illustrator. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, I have to do this. I want it to be accessible to everyone. Because if you could summarize everything I do it'd be you know, into one word, it would be accessibility. That's what I care about the most. I finished those up, and I've already gotten them out to over 150 kids which is really cool. Mostly the teams that I work with. So I work with um, 35 junior FLL, FLL, FTC, FRC, and VEX teams. So junior FLL stands for um, Junior First Lego League. In Michigan, it's K through third grade. I also work with FLL, which is First Lego League, uh, third and, or fourth and fifth graders. First Tech Challenge, which is middle school and high schoolers. So, yeah. It's so when you say you work with these kids, okay. go into more detail about so what that means. I would mostly boil it down to home visits. I go to a parent's basement every single day, a different parent, and I will bring different materials that I've made. I've made worksheets. I'll bring computers for the SolidWorks app for kids. I'll bring the robots that I've made. I'll bring the books. I'll bring 3D prints that I want to show them, just things that I think the kids would enjoy. And sometimes I'll either t help them teach, like if it's during their season, when they're actually competing uh, for robotics. 
And so, so they're already in a robotics league and you're just yeah, helping them yeah. out. I do more with kids who aren't in robotics teams, but these are just my 35 teams that I work okay. with. Teams that are out of state, I will Skype them, send them materials, help them write curriculum, that type of stuff. A lot with fundraising and overall training. But the teams that are here, in when I say here, I mean Michigan. Right. But the teams in my area, I work with them every single day. I go over to their house. I bring them stuff. It's so much fun. We get to play with robots. And I'll bring, I have tubs of Legos. I'll bring Legos with me. I'll bring electronics that I have. Companies have been sending me toys to review too, which is like STEM toys. So it's very fun. I get to bring those with me as well. So the, the idea of the coloring books was to really introduce them to STEM, right? Yeah, what, that, so what that means, they right? Have STEM, they show kids in STEM careers, and they also show different concepts. So like comparison of width, comparison of height, shapes, 2D versus 3D oh, shapes, that type of stuff. And I, I think it's important for kids to see, you know, especially girls doing cool things. Uh, in you know STEM in general, well STEAM as well, right. and also I decided that they were going to be coloring pages instead of just illustrating and coloring it myself because every kid's a different skin tone, you know, and they deserve to see themselves represented in what they're reading and stuff. Right. Uh, my books are quite detailed, so they have been working. Even with middle schoolers, love them. So I mean, who doesn't like to color? To be honest, it's it's a lot of fun. Right. Right. Especially uh, I have a lot of robots in the books and. I show diverse religions, uh, diverse appearances, everything like that, kids with disabilities, et cetera, because, you know, every kid, I want them to see themselves doing something cool, not just, you know, a, a sad coloring sheet where you're not doing anything cool. Right. You know, you're driving a robot, you're programming, you know. I I think that's fun, and the kids have seemed to enjoy it a lot, so it, that means a lot. That's why I'm doing this. So so let's start with the present, with uh, okay. EKGAR, which you... Edgar. So Edgar, it stands yeah. for Every Kid Gets a Robot 3.0. So the 3.0 is uh, my project right now. And on the first robotics competition team that I mentor, so FRC Team 4384 Benzene Bots from International Academy East, our Dean's List Award winner from 2018 invented the 1.0 version. And it cost about $50, and we reached a lot of kids with it over 80. But I wanted to continue to reduce the cost and to reduce the time that it took to make them. It took 78 hours to print each robot. Wow. And we also had to injection mold treads and hand put each together with metal pins. And we had an aluminum sheet. That cost a lot of money, it was like five bucks. But the new version cost 18.95. I designed that. It's a lot smaller, a lot sleeker. It runs with an ESP32 development board. It's completely 3D printed, the wheels and the body. The traction is uh, rubber bands. Because there's a lot of custom issues with like electronics and stuff like that, and shipping and general robots, I wanted anyone in the world to be able to make it from scratch so that they have the build materials if they have a 3D printer and they're able to get some of the stuff. I want them to be able to make it as well. That's Accessibility is a huge thing for me and I want them to be able to work with that. And the idea is they can take this robot, they can build it, and they can add on to it and do other things and program it. And yeah, so it, it's not a tank. Our first version was definitely, it was really cool because it, it looked like Wally. -E. The kids always said, right. it looks like Wally -E because it had a servo sensor on it, you know, and it looks like eyes. The new version is a lot more simplistic because our goal is to just get the kids introduced to STEM, give them the skills to be able to continue learning 
to kids love 3D printing and so they love to see the wheels and everything like that. So it's more of an introduction and some introduction to programming and introduction to electronics to 3D printing and then they can also add on to it but it's more just an introductory thing. So, so your real goal is to help children understand STEM and make it fun, right? Yeah, and that's actually how I brought in the SOLIDWORKS app for kids. I'll bring all the parts over to the kids and I'll hold up, say, the ESP32 development board or the breadboard. And I'll say, where do you think this goes? Where do you think you're going to put it? And I'll have them sketch it out. Then I'll have them do in the SOLIDWORKS app for kids to begin to see it in 3D and understand how everything goes together. And that's really helped them understand more about robotics, more about STEM in general, and it's super fun too. Yeah, so they have a, a starting point right, to, to make a robot, and then they can make it their own, right, customize it, and that's right. for kids, and that's great. I always bring a lot of eyeballs when I go with the kids, like the little stick-on eyeballs. They go crazy with the stickers. I bring like gems and all that stuff. It's, it's a riot, I love it. I definitely am focused on using it as a teaching point to go through electronics, to go through everything like that. And I'll sometimes have them like put it together how they think it should go together without knowing how everything, like how the connectors all work and everything. And <laughs> it looks a little crazy at first, but it's good to go with them through that process of, you know, this doesn't work because, and not just, oh, build it this way. Because yeah, they, they may get frustrated if they were on their own and, oh, and give up easily. Yeah, yeah no, so. I, I want the kids to be able to, you know, see it as like limitless possibilities, you know? Like, you can build whatever you want to. I want them to see it as a springboard to be able to know that they can pursue STEM as well. Because I've had kids approach me and say, hey, you know, STEM isn't for me. I, you know, I'm the only girl here, whatever. It's like, no, you're not. You can build a robot just as well as them, or sometimes even better. And you're meant to be here. We're all meant to be here. And I have more small kind of goals that I want to continue pursuing because I pay for it myself, a lot of the materials and everything. And the SOLIDWORKS user group network was so nice and they actually donated, they used their shirt sales to donate to Ecker, which is amazing. So though that's gonna help uh, get 20 robots into Farmington Hills. They're putting on camps for kids uh, and that's gonna be such a great opportunity. So, well, hopefully we can send some awareness and obviously we'll send links to where yeah, people can help yeah. and hopefully we can help fundraise for you. So. Oh yeah, I definitely want to bring this to more and more kids. and. In the future, I can see a bit of a name change. I love the mission of Every Kid Gets a Robot, but Edgar often gets confused with Edgar, you know? And I feel like we need a little bit of a name change. Right now, it's, its official name is Edgar 3.0 because we're focusing on the future and not the past of the design. And yeah. I think you could just still call it Every Kid Gets a Robot. Yeah, know? yeah. Just, it's pretty pretty direct. Yeah, I, I just want to see more and more kids get robots. I mean, that is ultimately my goal, Every Kid Gets a Robot. Because I think every kid, no matter what degree they plan on pursuing or what career path is for them or their path in life, robotics can be used by everyone. Well, it's, you know, I had a, I had a great conversation with Dean Kamen recently. Love him. He's yeah. amazing. And he, in First Robotics. And he, yeah, <laughs> and he, he he's, he's, he's such a great uh, advocate for extending education and how First Robotics is... You know, he talks about there's there's not an education problem, there's an inspiration problem. Oh, 100%. And, and, and how FIRST Robotics, you know, it's really about teaching kids, but it's this camaraderie, which unfortunately yeah. you didn't have with your old robotics team. That's yeah. too bad. But yeah. 
But usually you see such a positive environment and, and an opportunity to learn STEM in a positive way, which, my, is, which is exactly what you're doing here. Oh yeah. You're trying to teach STEM in a positive way and teach them other skills that they may not get elsewhere. So it's, it's, it's really a, an awesome opportunity. Are, are, you, are you interested in teaching? Um, I would like to per actually pursue tech startups okay. and helping people start their businesses. I love the idea of melding together business and engineering. I And I would like to use it as an opportunity to eventually help more and more kids because that's what I'm passionate about. But I feel the bigger my platform is, the more kids I'm going to be able to reach. So why is it important that every kid gets a robot? Okay. So I talked a little bit about that earlier where I feel like no matter what path a kid takes, robotics can teach them a lot because it teaches them about problem solving, it teaches them about respect, respect of each other, respect for ideas, and it shows them different opportunities, you know, in careers and stuff. Like you can be a designer, you can go into tech, or you can go into programming, you can go into 3D printing. Like it's very versatile. And you even see that here at SolidWorks World, so many different paths with, you know, through one software, which is awesome. It's yeah, awesome. it's 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 such a great. It's not about just SolidWorks, the the software. It's, it's about just, the community. It's the, the community of people who create happen to use it and things. create amazing things. Oh. I mean, I, I work in the SolidWorks office, but mm -hmm. the best part of my job is going out and um, you know meeting meeting customers and finding the I, fascinating things they could do. So. I have to say, everyone who I've met, especially through STEM, always amazing. They always have you know some burning passion to do something, and I I love that. That's those That's are the great. people I want to be around. So. So why you, Danielle? <laughs> why, why are you doing this? Why is it your goal to, to reach these kids and every kid gets a robot? What, what inside you just made you decide that this is what you need to do? Well, I just, I've worked with kids a long time and there has been a large barrier to entry regarding starting robotics teams in general. So there are amazing grants that FIRST provides, but there's often a gap between being able to get the team together, get parents, get mentors, get training, everything like that, and actually starting the team, especially if you want the team to be sustainable. Right. So while the kids are waiting and everything, I want them to have the resources to be able to actually learn while they're preparing to start a first team. Because I think first is amazing, and I want kids to be on first teams, but I also want them to be continuously learning. And first even has more summer programs and stuff like that, but the barrier to entry, especially with my work in Detroit, my work in, in you know some of more difficult areas, it's, it's difficult to start the teams. There aren't enough parents often, and there's only so many volunteers who are able to put in that much time. Right, you need a champion in that area to, right. to help out, yeah. Right, and that's, that's a huge reason behind that because I want it to be more sustainable, you know, STEM. And also, the first robotics competition teams that I work with, I want them to be able to have the robots and train them how to train kids and do more with that. So uh, mentoring, mentor, future mentors. Right, yeah. because I want it to continue to grow and be more sustainable and be a program that they're able to pair with FIRST Robotics or VEXT Robotics to continue to teach. That's great. Yeah. But you're at the age you could go to college. You're mm -hmm. obviously a very bright girl with Thank a you. lot of STEM technology. You could go to college and get a great degree and let somebody else worry about this problem. What inside you decides I have to do this or nobody else will, or what is it? In my community, I see so many kids who have so much potential. Kids are brilliant. I feel a lot of the time we have nice STEM programs in our area, but yeah. not enough. <laughs> There's never enough. And I just see a lot of potential put to waste, I think, a lot of the times, where adults might not necessarily realize how smart kids are, and especially since, you know, I'm 
still pretty much a kid myself, I see how smart they are and how compassionate and awesome kids are. And I feel like I, many, many reasons why I'm doing this, but one of the reasons is, is that I just, they have so much potential and I want to help them get really far. And that's why I help all the robotics teams because they're so smart. And I, that's why I brought a student with me from Benzene Bots here to SolidWorks World who's presenting with me um, tomorrow because he has so much potential and I want him to continue. To, to see that yeah. potential, that's yeah. great. Well, I have to tell you, I, you know, I think there's few people in this world that find what they were really meant to do and they're doing it. And I don't think I've ever met one who's 18 years old and <laughs> kind of figured it out. I, I'm very impressed. This is, you know, I think you obviously have a passion. You obviously oh, have yeah. a way, you, you know how to work with kids. You, you, oh, yeah. you understand how they learn and you're making a, a great difference. And it, it's that, it's just Thank awesome. You. It's so awesome. I was homeschooled up until the middle of sophomore year, but my parents let me teach a science class when I was 10. So that's when I really got my start in... So, so wait, wait, you, you taught a science class when you were 10? Yeah, so I, one time I was at Costco and I saw a bunch of animal puppets. And I was like, what if I taught one class each about a different animal? And then at the end we gave kids puppets. I was like, this sounds really fun. So I got the puppets and my mom had to go through hell and high water to convince the leadership board to let me do it because I was 10. <laughs> and she let me come up with the curriculum. I actually made coloring sheets for the kids, which kind of, you know, goes back to what I'm doing now. Right. So I ran the curriculum. I would do readings. I did the puppets. I, I have pictures of the kids. I gave them like little, the Easter eggs, you know, to balance on their feet, to pretend to be a penguin and stuff. I learned that you shouldn't give kids sugar. <laughs> I that I didn't really think about that, but yeah, no, I've been volunteering for years, and so I always, even when I was a few years older than the kids I was helping, so I just, I love working with kids. They have so much potential. They need good role models, especially minorities in STEM, and I'm Ojibwa, so uh, Native American, okay. and there's a very small percentage of Native American women in STEM. And I'm very passionate about that as well. It's, you know, seeing minorities in STEM, helping them succeed. And when I was starting out in STEM, it was only women who gave me opportunities for the longest time. It was, it was crazy because I was thinking about it. I was like, wait a minute, like Rachel York, seeing my potential and helping me get that article um, from SolidWorks written. So many different women saw my potential and helped me. And I want to be able to do that to other girls too. Uh, any success stories of kids you want to share that you worked with? That okay. I think what I'm most proud of is I started an after-school tutoring and STEM education program that was every week. What I'm really big about is being a consistent resource because you can do a robot demo, but that's just introducing them to it. You need to go beyond a mere introduction and provide frequent touch points for them to become proficient in STEM, especially if they're interested in it, it helps. <laughs> but that, I value that so much. So I started Benzene Buddies, which was weekly because I wanted to be that consistent resource, which, you know, I didn't realize what I was getting into weekly. <laughs> and I taught new stuff every single week and I brought Ecker in and everything, it was super fun, but a lot of my students who were in fifth grade uh, went on to FTC teams, which means so much to me, to be able to see that they were interested. And I had one kid, Sanjan, 
his mom was like, he was not interested in robotics until he joined your program, and now he's super interested in pursuing a STEM career. And I was like, yay, that's awesome. <laughs> because I I was a little bit younger. Oh, I say a little bit younger. It was like, I started it like a year and a half ago. <laughs> so I wasn't that much younger. But I was super concerned I wasn't doing a good job. or And I, I did a lot of it myself and with some of the younger students. So it was a lot of pressure. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm doing the wrong thing. But it was good to see that the kids ended up actually joining teams afterward. And he's, he's actually in Texas now. So he's on an FLL team. I had two girls who moved to Italy and they're still pursuing STEM. And they have a bunch of robots that they always brought to class. And I was jealous because, you know, they got cool robots. They already were super interested in it. And they let nothing stop them, you know. Sometimes boys would be like, oh, it's more competitive. And I'm like, why are you doing this? And I was like, because I can and I want to. <laughs> and I, well, and I, I yeah, love Yeah, you've that. only been doing this for, for so long. So it's yeah, going to be interesting. All, I, I almost want to make sure we have a, uh, an interview with you in a couple years from now and see oh, where the, these hopefully. kids have gone at that point. Oh, yeah. Right. Sometimes uh, my friends, when I'm having a hard day, because it is a lot of pressure to be doing so many projects with so many deadlines, yes. they're like, you know, you d don't necessarily see all of the success stories now because you've been doing it only so long and the kids are still young. But when you're older, it's going to happen. You're going to start hearing more about kids who are inspired by your stuff. And that that's a huge reason why I keep going, because it, to have the idea that my stuff could help inspire kids to pursue what they love doing, that's awesome. That's so cool. Uh, that is cool, and, I, and I, I, I'm sure it is inspiring. I mean, I think, Danielle, you're just a great role model for these kids. Thank you. Thank Girls you. in STEM and anybody, any child in STEM. It's, 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 it's great what you're doing, and uh, I want to keep in touch and, and see where you're going. And uh, good places. Oh, I, I think it's, it's nothing but up for you, kid. Yeah, I, um, have a lot, I have a lot of plans. Plug whatever you need. Where, where, where should they go to find out more information? For okay, so I actually... Add, and I'll, I'll add this to okay. the blog as well. Yeah, yeah, I have free samplers for my coloring books out there at uh, www.steamconnection.org. And I had some students from Oakland County come together and help me finish the books. I drew 88 pages myself out of the 100. It's, it's a lot of fun, and I like being able to teach a wide variety of skills because kids need to go out, they need to have presentation skills, they need to have writing skills. I teach my kids how to write emails, stuff like that. Like, They need to have applicable skills, they need to have some more in-depth skills. I just, in general, that's I want to give them the skills to be able to go out and do cool stuff. So, right, the skill set, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, because they have so much potential, and I don't want to see that squandered, which yeah. is, if you can summarize this entire thing, it's that. Thanks for listening today, and remember, we offer many good resources to learn more about STEM and SOLIDWORKS. To find all things related to SOLIDWORKS education, including licenses, go to SOLIDWORKS.com education. To learn more about our great startup program, check out SOLIDWORKS.com entrepreneur. And if you're looking for answers to all of your SOLIDWORKS questions and get training, check out MySOLIDWORKS.com. That's my.solidworks.com. We'll be back again soon with more great Born to Design podcast stories at SOLIDWORKS.com slash podcast or wherever podcasts are readily available. Until then, keep innovating. I really hope that what you heard today has inspired you. If you enjoyed it, head on over to iTunes, search for the Born to Design podcast, and please leave us a five-star review so that this podcast will be recommended to more people helping us expand the Born to Design community. Thank you.